I'm your host, Sarah Troop. You're listening to the Cabinet of Curiosities. This week's episode, An Unknown Compelling Force. Near the close of January in 1959, seven men and two women, all Russians in their early twenties, and experienced cross-country skiers, set out together on a cross-country skiing expedition in an area that lay east of central Russia. Along the way, some wrote a bit in diaries, others took photographs to record the trip. Happy, smiling faces are always present, comrades affectionately embracing one another, laughing. All seems well. On February 2nd, around 5 o'clock, the skiers set up camp near a mountain, whose name in English translates to Mountain of the Dead. Ten days later, when February 12th rolls around, and the group does not reappear, no one is alarmed, as arrival and departure estimates are typically approximate for such things, and after all, this was supposed to be a fun adventure. The February days continue to pass, and there is still no word from the skiers. On the 20th, their families finally demand that a search and rescue party be dispatched. The initial failure of these first search efforts to recover the missing nine prompt the authorities to get involved. Now with helicopters and more manpower at their disposal, the search team quickly makes a shocking discovery. We discovered that the tent was half torn down. It was empty, and of all the group's belongings and shoes had been left behind, stated the student who initially found the camp. It seems that the skiers cut their way out of the tent, wearing only underwear, some a single sock or a single shoe. A few had hats on, but nothing else. Most were barefoot, and it was 30 degrees below zero Celsius. The only footprints in the vicinity belong solely to the Nine. So, gentle listeners, you all have to be asking yourselves the same query as the investigators present were. What caused them to flee so rapidly that they didn't even have time to open the tent door flaps? To race out into freezing temperatures, half naked, and not even stopping to grab a blanket or a coat, when they were well aware of the dangers of hypothermia. Further discoveries only lead to more distressing questions. The footprints lead down a slope at the edge of the forest. The first two bodies are discovered here, under a pine tree, dressed only in underwear and barefoot. The remains of a fire that had been built is also found nearby. The next three bodies are discovered between the pine tree and the camp. It is clear the trio was trying to return to the camp from the way the corpses were lying. One of them, 
23-year-old Rustam Slobodin's skull is crushed. The cause of death of these first five is declared to be hypothermia. Two months later, the remaining four skiers are found, buried under the snowfall in a nearby ravine in close proximity to the pine tree. They all seem to have suffered traumatic deaths. Some had broken ribs, another's skull had been crushed, and the last, one of the women, was missing her tongue. As mentioned previously, the only footprints found match those of the nine skiers. There is no evidence of a conflict or struggle, and incredibly, there are no external wounds on the bodies, although the doctor who examined them stated no man could have inflicted the injuries, as the force of the blows had been akin to that of a speeding car, and in addition, no soft tissue had been damaged. Even more complexing, forensic radiation tests had shown high doses of radioactive contamination on the clothes of some of the victims. Family members and attendants at the funerals reported that some of the victims' hair had turned completely grey, and their skin was unnaturally orange. Hikers in the area reported seeing strange orange lights in the sky. Countless theories have been made, none of them satisfactory, or completely solving the mystery of what had happened. The government closed off Dyatlov Pass for the next three years and officially declared the cause an unknown compelling force. Gratitude to Steve Troop for his constant assistance in editing the show. If you'd like to learn more about the subjects featured here on the Cabinet of Curiosities, please visit us on our website, cabinetofcuriositiespodcast.com. You can find past episodes there, on iTunes, and you can even like us on Facebook. Don't be shy. We like you, too. I'm your host, Sarah Troop. Thank you for listening.